Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm privileged to welcome a very, very accomplished and senior professional from San Jose, California, USA, Dr. Prasad Kaipa. Dr. Kaipa, welcome to the show. Thank you. Very nice to meet you. Thank and you. Knowing you a little bit, it's a privilege to be interviewed by you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, Prasad is a board member and a thought leader. He's an innovation advisor and a CEO coach, though he puts in brackets retired. He's a co-author of a book, and all of you know I'm always very partial to authors. He's a co-author of a book titled From Smart to Wise. He's also an author of an ebook, which is Discontinuous Learning, Igniting Genius Within by Aligning Self, Work, and Family. So, Prasad, before we talk about thought leadership and innovation, tell me about your own amazing journey in brief. Thank you. I came from Andhra Pradesh, a place called Anantapur. Mm -hmm. Did my PhD in physics from IIT Madras. Came to United States uh, to work with, uh, um, in physics, mm -hmm. work with a professor called uh, Professor Luti. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, very quickly, you know, circumstantially, I moved into medical school, work on something completely different. Mm. And uh, that was the beginning of uh, personal computers in the United States, 1983, 84. Yeah. Uh, personal Macintosh from Apple attracted me. Before I know, actually, I was doing so much of work on the personal computers that Apple invited me to come and work for them. Mm. So I shifted from physics to computers. I became a research fellow looking at future directions. Mm. And as I was looking at AI, I thought we will look at future. Uh, that research in 1989 called me to connect with the Indian wisdom like mm. Upanishads and Sanskrit because at that time the expert systems, what we called in AI, was very, very primitive when compared mm. to the current chat GPT or Bard or anything. So I thought I will do some more research on Indic wisdom. Mm. And uh, uh, I got so fascinated, I quit Apple computer. And then I started applying the Indic wisdom in human development, wow. just as my own experiments. I mm. thought I will be doing more computer work, but instead I became a management professor and a consultant. Mm. So for past 30 years, I was a... CEO and a management professor. <laughs> How amazing. What an amazing journey. And, you know, from physics, and you said you went to, you know, went to a medical school to work there. Then you went to Apple. My goodness. Uh, yeah, it so, was a lot of grace. Absolutely. So, Prasad, let's now talk about uh, thought leadership, innovation, and change management. My first question is, what are the unique cultural, social, and economic factors that influence innovation and leadership? And how can these be harnessed to drive change? Yeah. Excellent question. Considering that uh, the innovation and leadership are the critical drivers of uh, current critical uh, current uh, economic growth Correct. after the COVID, with the recession, with the war. So right now, if we talk about economic growth or a business success or social change, mm -hmm. any and all of them, uh, the innovation and leadership are the um, drivers. Mm -hmm. Of course, it doesn't happen in vacuum. They're influenced by a large number of 
cultural, social, mm. economic factors as we talked about. Mm. So let me start with uh, cultural factors. Mm -hmm. So uh, if I begin with that, I would say the psychological safety and uh, the job uh, security. Mm. These are some things that are driving a large number of people to think about because during COVID, people worked from home. Mm. Now, suddenly they are asked to come back to work and uh, they have more resistance to come back to work two days a week or three days mm. a week, mm. whereas previously they could not even work one day a week. Mm. But what is happening is uh, when they realize that the organization's innovation was not affected by where employees work from mm -hmm. and how they engaged with each other. Mm. Then they realized that as a matter of fact, their innovation, their personal creativity, their team effectiveness, some of them are not dependent on location, mm -hmm. but on the culture and right. how they create an environment mm. that seems to open up a lot of uh, different perspectives on that. Mm. So, for example, Google giving like what they call a 20% of time mm. employees can work on projects that they are passionate about. That's how actually the Gmail and AdSense and some of them have come about. Correct. Right. Correct. So you can think about similarly the social factors. Similarly, you can talk about economic factors, mm. the market uh, competition or resource availability. If you talk about any of these things, my sense is we need to have a culture of openness mm. and we need to have a culture of learning. Correct. And we need to have a culture of people making mistakes mm. quickly and learn from those. Correct. Living in Silicon Valley, I found uh, that is what actually makes many startups become successful, mm. whereas majority of the other things fail. And that is the source of innovation. That's a source of competitiveness. Mm. Well said. Great response. Thank you. So, uh, you know, you spoke about a culture of openness, a culture of learning, a culture of being able to make mistakes. What do you believe are some of the key attributes required to foster such a culture in an organization? There is a you know famous statement from Rigveda. Mm. Uh, it's called Ano Badra Kratavo Yantu Viswataha. Mm -hmm. Essentially saying, let the thoughts come from all over. Correct. From all over. What does that mean? Essentially, even at Rigveda period, mm. they identified that the thoughts don't come from within. Mm. Actually, they are cross-fertilized. Mm. That means when we have an essence of openness to mm. new ideas and continuous learning, that allows for uh, what you might call a, a ability to come up with fresh ideas. Mm. Ability to deal with failure, ability to have what is called a constructive dissent. Mm. So it's okay for people to criticize constructive criticism. And also, I would say things like uh, curiosity, mm -hmm. inquisitiveness. Right. And how are people asking? Like, for example, sometimes in India, people ask questions to prove what they know. Mm. That rarely leads to any innovation. Correct. But if we have spirit of inquiry, mm. spirit of really genuinely wanting to learn mm. 
and and of course in any of these things we need to have safety as the fundamental requirement if there right. is no fundamental i mean right. if there is no safety nothing can be done mm-hmm. and finally i would say um diversity of thoughts and ideas mm-hmm. if you have a lot of people who think like you who look like you who feel like you who have same political or religious or spiritual orientation mm-hmm. innovation doesn't get uh, prosper as a matter of fact if we have variety of people thinking in a variety of ways challenging your thoughts then we will uh, uh, you know these are some of the environment i mean mm-hmm. attributes that uh, foster a culture of innovation mm-hmm. very interesting and you know you just quoted from the rigveda which is so so powerful uh, and yet there are these on the one side the rigveda which is thousands of years old and you, we are now talking of chat gpt and artificial intelligence right. i wanted to get your perspective on some of how do you think some of these emerging technologies um, will impact the future of leadership there are two three thoughts that come to my mind when you say that one is cognitive brilliance and the brilliant leadership mm. i think that will lose currency very quickly okay okay uh, because with bard and chat gpt and hepia pi and all of them mm. it takes for example i can you know put in and within like a 10 seconds i can get 10 talking points if i correct. want correct and so the question of how many new ideas how much of data mining have i done how much of pattern recognition that i could do and i could actually gather i see the um, par- a pattern forming that is no longer a major uh, mm. issue so that will change so that means instead of cognitive uh, leadership we need to create a different kind of leadership so mm. that means thought leadership will lose its premium mm. but emotional intelligence emotional maturity working with people to bring out their unique ideas like mm. you know you call your uh, podcast brand called you mm. like uh, similarly you know like in this latest technology with the uh, ai and uh, all the other type of things mm. the three things that become extremely important are tatvam who mm. are you like Correct. prasad keeps on prasading mm. asutosh keeps on asutoshing Correct. wherever you go Correct. why because that is what you authentically are mm. your authentic self how do you present it how do you formulate it number 1 mm. number 2 the ethics become extraordinarily important for leaders mm. because cheating making all kinds of things whether you go to court whether you go somewhere else Correct. like these chat gpts have passed all the lawyers exams all the mm. medical exams all the <laughs> other things Yes. So they can come up with a case for you any time, mm. or a case against you. Mm. So that means, as a leader, I have to follow dharma. Mm. What is the ethical basis on which I make decisions? Mm. What is the ethical basis on which I develop products, treat people? Mm. So the emotional maturity, emotional flexibility, mm. the compassion, and the quietness from which I come. can i come from a deeper what you might call a quiet reflective mind mm. that brings certain 
wisdom to listen to different points of view. Right. You know, we talk right. about Prakriti and Purusha. Prakriti mm. being the intelligence. Think about AI being the Prakriti. Correct. The Purusha being the consciousness, the Brahman, mm. if you want mm. to call it. Mm. So the being, the being-centered leadership, mm. when compared to uh, the intelligence-based change. Mm. So because we are talking about change management, we need to be the platform on which all the change dances, mm. but we come from the quietness, from the silence. Mm. I think that is the most important role that leaders can play. Fascinating. But I want to now, since you've spoken about the Brahman and you've spoken about so many different aspects of technology, quick question for you. Do you see over a period of time, people drawing knowledge from Indic scriptures for the future of the world, which is now evolving towards artificial intelligence? I certainly hope so. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, my journey, if I take, for, for example, mm -hmm. I was very happy to be in the United States. Right. And uh, I worked with Nobel laureates. Mm -hmm. I have written papers, both in physics. I have interviewed, I have, you know, what you call worked with about four Nobel laureates in coaching, doing mm -hmm. work various. Mm -hmm. What I found though, at some level is the wisdom, whether you call it from Hinduism mm -hmm. predominantly, mm -hmm. but there is enough wisdom from Buddhism, Jainism, Sikhism, some of the, so Correct. if you talk about the Indic wisdom as a whole, mm. has incredible contributions to make as we go forward. Correct. Correct. Just like Japanese wisdom has made a significant contribution to the quality and the manufacturing movement mm. in 1970s, 80s and 90s. Right. Uh, because of the Deming and Juran and all of them bringing it from Japan. Yeah. I have a feeling in the age of chat GPT in the age of what you might call a knowledge and wisdom, mm. the frameworks and uh, models of Indic thought. Of course, we cannot take directly the Upanishads and Jain Absolutely. scriptures and Buddhist yeah. scriptures. We need to recontextualize them and take the Sanatana Dharma and make it into Nityanutana. That means mm -hmm. we need to frame it in the language of ChatGPT, in the language of the global, mm -hmm. and take away the religious religiosity from there mm -hmm. and make them for uh, what is called a practical use, not mm -hmm. for spiritual use. Mm -hmm. My sense is that is very much the need of the hour. I wouldn't be surprised if it in the next 10, 20 years, the Indic wisdom will play as as much role as some of the Greek and uh, you know uh, Japanese and other Correct. kinds of wisdoms Correct. played because Correct. there are so many Indians who are leading organizations not only in uh, India but also in the West. And Absolutely. as a matter of fact, with the uh, the advantage that we have, a lot of younger people from India, more number of younger people in India than mm. anywhere, anywhere else in the world. I have a feeling. Uh, Indic wisdom has an important role mm. around the world as we go Well forward. said, well said. The next question I had, and I'm going to, you know, change a few questions because, you Please. know, all your amazing knowledge and Indic wisdom as well. But what are some of the common challenges leaders face when trying to implement change management initiatives? And if you look at our scriptures, 
change management seems to be the rule rather than the exception. Yeah. You know, whichever way you look at it and yes. how easily we are able to pivot in our scriptures on different factors. I'd love to get your thoughts. Sure. Obviously, change by definition will generate resistance. Correct. Why? Because change creates fear. Correct. Even in Taitreya Upanishad, there is a particular statement. Uh, fear is the one that allows people to change. Hmm. Uh, Indra, Agni, you know, all of them, Surya, hmm. they operate from Bita, Biti, hmm. fear. Hmm. So resistance induced by fear, fear of the unknown, fear of the derivatives is something that uh, actually will affect the uh, change management effort, Correct. which we do. Hmm. So resistance to change, let us take it for um, common as the most daunting challenge that leaders have to face. Correct. So people are very comfortable with status quo. But if you ask them to change anything, hmm. so lack of control, perceived lack of control, not hmm. really lack of control, hmm. because we never had the control to begin with anyway. Correct. Or the concern about workload you know, all of this will uh, make us stay back, uh, you know, like we are wired to certainty and stability. Hmm. That is one. Second thing I feel like in a change management initiatives, uh, we'll have difficulty is uh, lack of clear communication. Hmm. Actually, people don't know how to communicate. Hmm. You know, there is a lot which talks about in the Indic wisdom, Correct. talking about Sakhitvam how to speak like the best friend. Mm. We also talk about Sakshitvam, mm. how to be a witness to yourself mm. as if you are observing from as a third person. Correct. Right. And then true meaning of Kartrutvam, how to be a Karta, that means detached from the result, but completely connected with the process. Mm. Do the best strategy, do the best thing, but don't be connected with the outcome. Like think right. about the IPL yesterday, you mm -hmm. know, the last ball, who would have thought actually when the <laughs> captain comes and tells, till then the bowler was doing quite well, the four mm. balls, there was no chance. Yes. And the captain comes and tries to tell the bowler, you know, do this. And that ball leads to a sixer. Mm. And then next one leads to the boundary and mm. they lose the game. Absolutely. So can you say the leader actually trying to help? He probably was cause of lose. I mean, for the Gujarat Titans to lose the game. Mm. So what I mean by that is, how do you communicate? When do you need to communicate? Mm. When is it necessary? You know, and uh, do people ask for help? When they mm. need it, they will voice their concern. Correct. Or they will ask questions, Correct. provide the feedback instead of dumping on them. Mm. And the third and the last one I would say is misalignment, you know, both internally, mm. we don't have a kaya vacha manasa we call mm. between what we say, what we do, what we think and feel. Mm. There is an internal misalignment that leads to values gap. Mm. Then there is a gap between you and me. Mm. You are saying something, but because of my prior experience with you, I will interpret it as something else. Mm. Or I ask something because you came to communicate a message, you will use what I asked as an opportunity to give what you want to say rather than what I asked for. Mm. So the 
misalignment between the leader and the follower leads to inadequate leader alignment inadequate uh, this one so majority of the time if the leadership team itself is not aligned mm. they will start sending mixed messages right and that leads to major difficulty and confusion and failure well said great response the other part and you know, before i ask, I'm, I'm, i must say i'm very impressed at your knowledge of cricket uh, i didn't realize after so many decades in the us you still passionately follow the game <laughs> at least the finals and some of the critical ones <laughs> i know fantastic so my next question prathad is that you know there is also a lot of discussion in businesses on leaders being able to create a growth mindset yes uh, and to create a psychologically safe environment yeah. that promotes innovation and learning uh, i'd love to get your thoughts on how this can get done see the growth mindset is the concept uh, carol dweck and she used to be in university of illinois now she is in stanford mm. um, wonderful person uh, we interviewed her for our book uh, from smart to wise mm -hmm. one of the things which she said uh, really appealed to me when she said about the growth mindset when she wrote the first draft of the book mm. she showed it to her husband and he said carol you are talking about growth mindset i thought you are a pretty fixed mindset person yourself <laughs> okay so she was pretty shocked at that hmm. but then the key message that she is communicating through her own book hmm. and the whole message about growth mindset is growth mindset is learnable hmm. so it is about continuous learning it is about getting into a place where i recognize my failure and my resilience are both dependent on my ability to learn from my mistakes mm. if i seek feedback mm. and if i actually be mindful at mm. this moment you know my past doesn't determine my future mm. unless i don't learn correct if i don't learn if i don't have a growth mindset my mm. past continues to show up in my future mm. so the growth mindset is critical in terms of okay you have asked me this question i did not think about that now let me slow down and actually look at what are you asking mm. what can i respond can i ask more clarifying questions mm. can i actually understand it instead of thinking oh you are asking me something i don't know mm. let me look at it and say why did you ask that question mm. what makes you think that is important right. when i understand and when we dialogue mm. then it is not important that i gave an answer Mm. but we engaged in a dialogue in which we both learned from each other mm. that becomes extremely meaningful to develop the growth mindset it is not about answers at all correct it is about learning absolutely. what have i learned from this absolutely very well said prasad bina running out of time so i only have time for one more question and i'm going to sure. seek some more time to discuss your book from smart to wise in another episode sure but staying with you know leadership innovation and change management right. and this question is for the thousands of people who will listen to our conversation yeah what would you say are three lessons 
you would want a lot of our viewers and listeners to take away? Good question. So, three lessons that I could uh, talk about. So, you are saying don't bring it from the book perspective. Just no, you can bring it from the book also, but we'll schedule another conversation for your book because I think sure. that has got so much to talk about. Sure. There are three things that come to my mind. Mm. One is role of emotional intelligence and humility. Yeah. Because the conceptual intelligence, pattern matching, yeah. all of that is no longer valid with the AI. Correct. So how you connect with people, how you treat people, mm. you know, people remember how you treat them, not what you discussed with them. Mm. So as a leader, that's important. Mm. Second one is humility. So when you are humble, mm -hmm. when you recognize I am at the top of the pyramid, that also means I'm a servant leader to you. Mm -hmm. Like the, the beautiful uh, Tulsi, uh, I mean, Ramdas, sorry, uh, Tulsi Ramayan, mm -hmm. in that uh, Tulsi Das Ramcharitmanas. says, yeah. Ramcharitmanas, mm -hmm. he says, uh, Hanuman says, if I don't know who you are, mm -hmm. I serve you. Mm. If I know who you are, mm. I know that then you are not Ram, but you are like Hanuman, like me. Mm. Then okay. I am you. So to a certain extent, if I don't know you, I will treat you as Ram. Mm. And I serve you. Mm. If I know who I am, you and I are brothers. So okay. let us work together mm. and let us learn together. Mm -hmm. So the humility of learning together and dealing with them as a servant leadership, that is the wise leader's characteristic. Mm -hmm. that is one. Mm -hmm. Second one I would say is impact of emerging technologies on leadership. Yeah. Whether it is big data or whether it is machine learning or mm -hmm. whether it is digital transformation or AI, they are completely reshaping the business landscape mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. So that means they offer incredible potential to mm. augment my decision-making capabilities yeah. and how to personalize customer experiences mm. Mm. and also increase my, what should I say, operational efficiency. Mm. So, of course, I also need to be worried about how the, uh, the lies can be propagated very quickly mm. and the data privacy People mm. can spam, people can fish, do that. Job displacement yeah, and the ethics, this Correct. becomes. Correct. And the last one I'll go back to is mm. uh, the wisdom from, uh, as you said, uh, the Indic scriptures for yeah. leadership. Yeah, They offer, in you know, because we are moving from information and knowledge to wisdom. Wisdom is about discernment. Mm. Yukta, Yukta, Vichakshana or Vivek, when you call, it is not about how much knowledge you have or how much information you have. Mm. But it is about dharma. Even though people translate it as ethics, dharma is actually an appropriate Sanskrit word mm. to bring it mm. into leaders to think about acting with purpose, Correct. responsibility and integrity. All yeah. of these are represented by dharma. And detachment. No, like a karmanye vadikaraste mapaleshu kadachana. The ability to act out of detachment 
with respect to results hmm. because you doesn't matter what you do competition and everybody else can do a lot of different things correct so acting as a karma yogi and last one is uh, diversity and inclusion hmm. so that people can have inner harmony so yeah. some time ago we focused on happiness now i think it is time to focus on less trauma more inner peace employees inner peace the well being of the employees is at risk mm. let us get them to be in a more peaceful state if we can get them from that state then the prosperity will increase significantly as we go forward amazing amazing and on that note uh, prasad thank you so much for talking to me about your own journey which has been so amazing thank you for talking to me on so many different aspects of leadership innovation and change management thank you also for talking to me about culture and i'm grateful that you were able to correlate each of these if i can use the term english language management terms with so much from the indic scriptures and it just shows more and more to me on how important it is for the world to understand that there is a wealth of knowledge sitting in our indic scriptures and people like you are really opening up the 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 treasures of these scriptures to the world thank you for speaking to me i will seek time for you to discuss your book again uh, and thank you again thank you very much i really appreciate uh, thoughtful deep and very relevant contextually and culturally relevant questions that you have asked mm -hmm. if you know like somebody said uh, we can only speak from the wisdom of the interviewer Correct. because that is how we dance together mm. so thanks for you know showing a great dance moves i enjoyed <laughs> dancing with you thank <laughs> you so much thank you thank you for listening to the brand called you video cast and podcast a platform that brings you knowledge experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals you can also follow us on youtube facebook instagram and twitter just search for the brand called you